Welcome back. Now, central banks continue buying gold at a historic pace. This according to the World Gold Council's third quarter gold demand trends report. Flocking to the safe haven asset as boosted demand has boosted demand for the yellow metal. In fact, gold demand is 8% ahead of its five-year average during the period. Year-to-date, demand has reached a new record. And John Reed, who's uh, the World Gold Council's chief market strategist, joins us with greater perspective around the trends identified in the report and what that means for the gold outlook moving forward john thank you for your time and a good afternoon to you good afternoon how are you doing wonderful how are you not bad still still regressing south africa's victory in the rugby though i'm afraid oh my goodness i i, I wish it was better uh, circumstances for you then john but in this uh, case uh, gold seems to be doing okay and i'm wondering if that has anything to do with the absolutely volatile global macroeconomic environment we find ourselves in I think that's right. I think the macroeconomic environment has played a role. Obviously, the gains that we've seen since the end of the third quarter has been very much uh, to do with uh, the geopolitical events, the turmoil taking place in the Middle East, and and that's triggered gold to get to to move sharply higher, getting back towards two thousand dollars an ounce. But uh, you're right. The geo- the macroeconomic situation has been the main driver of gold. Uh, over the last 18 months, and that certainly was the case in the third quarter. Of course, uh, that's uh, looking at the price. Uh, John, let's take a look at the demand and supply uh, You know, dynamic there. Uh, how has that fared over this uh, third quarter? Yeah, and I think the biggest story in the gold market on the demand side um, last quarter is the same story we've seen over the last 15 months or so, which is a greatly increased rate of central bank purchases. Central banks have bought gold every year since the global financial crisis, but they have stepped up their purchases dramatically since the middle of last year. And and that's the biggest factor, I think, uh, on the demand side in the gold market at the moment. And I mean, let's talk about uh, that, you know, is is that really a a matter of uh, the the central banks trying to ensure that they're, uh, you know, kind of guarded against the inevitable? It is this high interest rate environment. And I'm wondering if that also informs the stacking up. I think there's a number of factors that have, that have driven this acceleration in central bank purchases. I think the first thing is central banks, like everybody, are now realizing that inflation is a bigger problem than perhaps they thought uh, 18 months ago. So if you think about the challenge that the developed markets have had over the last decade up to the COVID pandemic, and that was getting inflation up to the 2% target. Now, I think the concern is uh, among central banks that the next 10-year challenge will be getting inflation down to uh, that 2% target and holding it there. So that's the first point. The second point, I think, is a recognition that the uh, geopolitical factors that we're seeing in markets may continue. I'm not just talking about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I'm not obviously wasn't talking about the Middle East because that was quiet during this period, but concerns about about the trade tensions between the United States and China, concerns about what's happening in the South China Sea, uh, worries about what may happen with uh, regarding Taiwan. I think these things are playing a factor uh, in, in thinking about central banks wanting to have more gold. There's the de-dollarization argument as well. Uh, what I think will be a slow trend away from the dollar from a uh, uh, the US dollar's position as the, the biggest reserve asset in the world to over time becoming one of a number of, uh, of, of reserve assets. That's playing a role. Uh, and then finally, I think the sanctioning of the central bank of Russia following the Russian invasion of 
Ukraine has made many central banks think about what they're holding in their international reserves and perhaps wanting to be less dependent on the legacy reserve currencies and thinking about alternatives. And gold is certainly sanctions resistant from that perspective. And speaking to that central bank demand, is it even across, uh, you know, markets? Are we seeing emerging markets, for instance, are buying a little bit more uh, than uh, developed markets? Yeah, I mean, developed markets, with the exception of Singapore, which is relatively newly graduated into the developed market camp, but um, developed markets generally have not been adding to their gold holdings. This has very much been an emerging market story because developed markets have a lot of gold in their central bank reserves as a consequence of being a re- originally back on the gold and the dollar standard, whereas emerging markets have have gained almost all of their foreign exchange reserves over the last 20 or 30 years and and didn't really see, I think, uh, at first the need to own gold. But then the global financial crisis came along, demonstrated gold's uh, use to a central bank uh, during periods of financial instability. And then we've had repeated reminders of gold's role, whether it's the COVID pandemic, whether it's the Russian invasion of Ukraine, whether it's the mini banking crisis that we saw uh, earlier this year in the United States. And then, of course, most recently with uh, uh, with the upswelling of unrest in the Middle East. And John, those of us who wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, buy a bar or a coin uh, might look at uh, a stock or an ETF uh, where gold is concerned. Let's talk about how those have performed over this period as well. Sure. I mean, there's been a big divergence um, between what central banks are doing and what ETF investors are doing. So ETF investors have been selling gold pretty steadily over the last 12 months. There was just a blip during the banking crisis earlier this year when when they turned small buyers. Uh, But generally speaking, they've been small and steady sellers uh, each month for the last while. Uh, And I think the key factor there comes down to interest rates. You can now, in the developed markets, get 5 or maybe 6% um, interest by putting your money in a bank or in in, in something very safe, a safe guaranteed product. And, and that's a big competition for gold, which obviously has no yield. I think the other thing that plays a role as well is we've been experiencing inflation uh, in developed markets, particularly around energy prices. Um, and if I take Europe in particular, which has seen a big slowdown in physical um, bar and coin demand as well as ETF demand, there we're seeing clear indications of the, econ- of the economy slipping into recession. And I just think the disposable income of, of investors to put into work in gold has declined somewhat. So central banks are a really positive story. The retail gold investment, whilst it's still strong, um, has certainly been less strong than it was maybe 12 months ago. And John, then I must ask you about the outlook, uh, you know, moving into the fourth quarter, as, of course, uh, we see uh, the higher for longer, uh, you know, narrative uh, persisting. Uh, what does that mean uh, for gold? And, uh, you know, uh, are we still managing risk? Um, and would this still mean that gold benefits, uh, you know, from this very volatile planet that we've built for ourselves? <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- there's a number of factors at play. Um, if we assume that the Middle Eastern crisis doesn't uh, escalate further, then probably some of the gains that we've seen that have come into gold over the last month or so may dissipate towards the end of the year. Typically, if you look at the reaction uh, of the gold market to, to instance of geopolitical crisis, then there's a first reaction, which is to go higher, and then assuming that things you know, stop getting worse, um, then the price can drift down a bit. That's very much what happened uh, after the invasion of Ukraine. 
In terms of, the, of monetary policy and the economic impacts on gold, I think it's clear to say that we're going to uh, have a, to wait a while before the market is confident in talking about interest rate cuts. In fact, there may even be a few more hikes to come from developed market central banks, even though it looks like they're towards the end. So I expect this uncertainty, the, um, the, the, the pessimism and optimism that builds into the markets over uh, on a regular basis will continue to drive gold up and down in the short term, but, but I'd expect it to be broadly range bound until we get clear, I'd say confidence, I guess, that central banks have stopped hiking and that the next big move will be down. So we haven't published our outlook for 2024 yet. We're busy working on it as we speak, but I suspect that we're going to see range bound conditions continue. Um, during the first half of uh, 2024, with the potential, I think, for more gains to come through when rates start getting cut in the second half of the year. Well, that, John, thank you so much for speaking to us today. Invaluable conversation there. Thank you for your time. That was World Gold Council's John Reed.